This week, we've been chronicling the saga of historic Mercy Hospital on Chicago's near south side and its struggle to survive. Mercy was one of several so-called safety net hospitals in Chicago and almost closed earlier this year. Then it was bought in the 11th hour. Mercy's mission was to treat people who often had nowhere else to go. But many safety nets like Mercy operate on the financial brink. Today, we're talking about the future of safety net hospitals and what they'll need to stay afloat. WBEZ's Kristen Schorsch has been reporting on this story for more than a year and joins us now. Kristen, thanks for joining us. Sure. Thanks for having me. Mercy was an oasis in a healthcare desert on Chicago's south side, and most of its patients were elderly, poor, or African-American. What did reporting this story tell you about the struggles of Mercy and other safety net hospitals? Well, I've reported on safety nets for a long time. So I knew going into this that they just never have enough money coming in, that they are just really short on resources. But talking to so many people who work in safety nets, not just in Chicago, but across the country, was really revealing. At Mercy, a lot of employees told me how the hospital was deteriorating over the years. And can you tell us what kind of problems they were seeing? So a big example was there was this wildly fluctuating HVAC system. So sometimes nurses thought that sweating patients were spiking fevers, but really the rooms were just too hot. So doctors and nurses would use fans and ice packs to cool the patients down. You know, Mercy's owner sunk a lot of money into the hospital. You know, there were more than $100 million spent on infrastructure updates, another $100 million plus on operating costs. But still, there was another at least $100 million needed for dire repairs. I mean, rust covers the entire frame of the hospital. You know, I think what's important to understand is that every hospital has its own story, but Mercy's struggles mirror what's happening at other safety nets, just this big lack of resources. And you didn't just report on Mercy, though. You wanted to understand why healthcare is so unequal in Chicago. Tell us a little bit about the time you spent at St. Bernard in the Englewood neighborhood. Yeah, so St. Bernard is another safety net. It's about five miles south of Mercy, and it faces a lot of the same issues that Mercy had. Two big things here that are problems that, again, a lot of safety nets experience are infrastructure and staff. So at St. Bernard, you know, they have this original hospital building that is marble floors, a beautiful chapel, but they don't use this building for patients. It's just not something that they're able to do. It's administrative offices. But this building is really expensive to maintain. Another issue is that they can't keep nurses and they have a hard time hiring them. So during the pandemic, a lot of nurses left for private agencies. And these agencies paid in some cases six times more than St. Bernard. I spent some time with Yolanda Penny. She's the director of nursing at St. Bernard. And she helps explain this struggle. Our salaries cannot compete with the university of anybody right now. People who work here want to be here, and it's not necessarily for what they make. Earlier this year, there was a local study that found that Chicagoans who live on the south and west sides have, quote, the most scarce access to medical care compared to the rest of the city. Just to give you a flavor of what's happening here, there's this massive drought of doctors. So, for example, when it comes to psychiatrists, there are just six for every 100,000 residents on the south side. Compare that to 23 for every 100,000 residents throughout the entire city. And Kristen, I understand that one thing that you've heard from experts and sources that you talk to about safety net hospitals is the importance of doing more planning for health care. What does that mean and how does that kind of fit into this bigger picture? 
Yeah, this was a constant theme that kept coming up with people I talked to, just that there's no planning for the type of medical services people actually need, and then no way to make sure that places with the highest need get more services. And this is happening not just in Chicago, but across Illinois. So you think of Mercy and these other safety nets. They're shells of what they used to be. They're full of empty hospital beds. Many want to transform into something different, a smaller hospital like St. Bernard wants to do that, Um, or outpatient centers. But it's expensive to make these big changes, right? And other people told me that maybe hospitals should focus on doing a few jobs, like maybe one should specialize in cardiac care, one should specialize in OB. The idea is to divvy up the resources. Okay, so if more deliberate healthcare planning can mean more equitable access to care, why can't we just do that? Yeah, this is something I talked a lot about with Dr. Linda Ray Murray. She sits on a state government board that regulates hospitals in Illinois. So she says it's like asking, there's enough money in the world to feed everybody, but why are people starving? So in Chicago, there might be enough hospitals and enough beds for patients, but they're not distributed equally. And not everyone has access to them. I mean, if they don't take your insurance or if you don't have insurance, you might not get in. And then there's this big thing. So Murray acknowledges that the regulatory board she sits on, it doesn't have much power. It can't force hospitals to do more or less. There's no way right now that that any part of government can force a corporation like Trinity Health to lose $3 million a, a month or whatever, forever. So what Dr. Burry is saying is that unless governments have the power to finance hospitals, to make them viable, that there's not much they can do. Hospitals are private businesses, and many are driven by making money, not necessarily by what patients need. So all of this that we just talked about, it makes it really hard to make healthcare access equitable. So a big question that pops up is what can be done in an environment where safety net hospitals are struggling, the options for propping them up are pretty limited. What kind of solutions are people considering? Well, there are a lot of collaborations happening on a smaller scale, driven by providers that normally compete. So on the south side, St. Bernard is teaming up with the University of Chicago Medical Center and several other safety nets and clinics um, to bring more than 100 doctors to the area. Remember that massive drought of physicians I mentioned on the south side? And they're getting $26 million from the state to do so. There's also this constant drumbeat for hospitals to get reimbursed at higher rates, um, specifically for patients who have Medicaid insurance. That's government insurance for people who are low income or disabled. Um, You know, a lot of people I talk to, though, stress this need for preventative care, you know, making sure there are more primary care doctors in neighborhoods, more parks where people can actually be, you know, healthier, more grocery stores, that hospitals should be the last resort. Kristen, thanks for your great reporting on these safety net hospitals. Sure. Thanks, Mama. WBEZ's Kristen Shorsch covers public health and Cook County government. You can read her whole Mercy Hospital investigation at WBEZ.org. This story is part of a fellowship with the Association of Healthcare Journalists, supported by the Commonwealth Fund. This is WBEZ.